0: All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy we do not offer tax accounting or legal advice consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation all investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal you should carefully consider investment objectives risks charges and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC.
1: Welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. They are the company that invests their clients' money in individually-owned stocks in custom-made portfolios designed to uh, really meet the client's particular needs at that particular point in their life. We're talking about the market today. We're taking any questions you have for Walt, our expert, at 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron, on WNR.com, you can call us toll-free at 800 669 one hundred. Well, once again, the market uh, got pretty uh, beat up again once uh, this past four weeks or so. It's been up and down. Uh, all the news has been seemingly all bad and uh, starting to take its toll on what's going on on Wall Street.
2: It really was, Bob. The, you know, the growth stocks, small and large, took it on the chin for the week. Uh, we saw the 10-year Treasury uh, jump up 34 basis points to 2.71%. Uh, for the week, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average off about 97 points, but 0.3%, down 3 point, uh, 0.3%. Uh, year-to-date, we're negative 4.5%. Uh, the S&P was down 1.3%, a uh, 57-point drop, and we sit year-to-date at 58 uh, The NASDAQ, again, really kind of focusing in on those growth stocks, down 3.9% for the week, a 550-point loss. Uh, the NASDAQ sits at negative 12.4% year-to-date, and the small mid-cap stocks uh, down 4.6%, a uh, 96-point drop, and now down 11.2%. Um, you know, a lot of comments coming out of the uh, the Fed um, about uh, the hawkish mindset. Uh, we, we saw, as we said, the yield curve has inverted at different levels. Uh, we talked about the two-year... Uh, rate being higher than the ten-year rate, and then we talked this week. We saw the three-year go higher than the thirty-year, and again, so we talked about that yield curve Bob. I mean, that's a signal that uh, you know there could be some potential uh, issues uh, in the future. Um, it's been very predictive of recessions in the past. Um, so again, just just a lot of um, a very muddled environment at this point, and uh, you know a lot of news that we have to sort through. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we sit here uh, as we enter the second quarter of the year.
1: Now, speaking of the Fed, uh, Lael Brainerd is waiting for a Senate confirmation to be the uh, new vice chair of the Federal Reserve. Uh, she made a very visible speech, as you alluded to last week, which uh, impacted the markets. What was the significance of uh, this speech, and how should investors interpret these comments coming from someone who's going to be on the Fed?
2: Yeah, so Lil Brainerd um, obviously is going to be more prominent, you know, out in front. Uh, we, we've gotten very used to uh, Jerome Powell, uh, you know, having kind of the limelight from the Fed. But, you know, Lale got out and she had a very visible speech last week uh, talking again, reiterating that hawkish sentiment, the fact that, you know, the Fed really has to become, um, you know, much more restrictive as far as the quantitative easing, you know, the runoff, a lot of these assets that they had on the books supporting the bond market and also higher interest rates. The, You know, the fact that inflation is an issue, it's something that needs to get battled, it's something we've been talking about. And, again, this rhetoric now just continuing, it, it kind of creates um, – we, we know it's tough – and, you know, as these Fed officials get out and kind of keep speaking about it, just reminding everyone how tough it is. So, uh, you know, it just uh, sentiment has definitely dropped. And, you know, I think confidence has definitely dropped a little bit. But, again, uh, these are actions that we know the Federal Reserve has to do in order to combat inflation.
1: Also last week, uh, one of the leading bankers, Jamie Diamond of uh, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, also gave his highly anticipated letter to shareholders. And, this year, as every year, it gives insights into the economy, the world situation, capital markets. What are some of the highlights of that J.P. Morgan letter?
2: Yeah, so Jamie Dimon is a leading thinker out there, and obviously he sits at the top of the, the banker's chain, you know, as far as knowledge and insights, and uh, he had a lot to say, and it was a very interesting read. You know, I read the entire letter, um, you know, and I, I tell everybody to read it. There's a lot of good stuff in there. He you know, talked about that we're facing challenges, as we all know, you know, coming out of the pandemic. He talked about unprecedented government actions. Uh, he talked about, you know, a highly polarized U.S. election that we're facing, the war in Ukraine, uh, the inflationary environment. Uh, but he, there was some positivity in here as well, Bob. And He talked about the U.S. economy being fairly strong underneath all these challenges uh, consumer confidence and consumer spending have diverged, but uh, we know that, you know, consumers have an appetite to get back out after the pandemic and, and kind of, you know, get back to their lives. <clears throat> he talked a lot about, you know, monetary policy and inflation during this le- in this letter, but, you know, he also talked really, a call for leadership, um, you know, from America, from, you know, especially from the government. Uh, he talked about, uh, you know, the, the role of of government he talked about uh, the you know the challenge that we have with russia and also not that we don't need to fear china he he, again sitting at that seat he doesn't see china as a a huge threat uh, you know when the when you look at the challenges that they face so a lot of very interesting insights and I think as an investor, these are the kinds of letters you think you want to read because you want to think a little bit longer term. You just don't want to get caught up in the current sentiment, the news. You want to be forward-thinking a little bit, and I think this kind of letter helps you helps you do that.
1: Now, when you think about what was mentioned in the letter, of course, these uh, unprecedented events, the, uh, the pandemic, uh, the you know, new war in Europe after more than 80 years of uh, not having a war in Europe, uh, these are events that are hard to reconcile, with the past events, and to try to say, well, I'll look at the, what the market did in this situation 20 years ago or 30 years ago, and it'll help me figure out what it's going to do in the future. Uh, it's kind of hard to do that when these current trends are so unique.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, we, we've never had a pandemic. Uh, we've never seen the demographic changes that we have currently with the aging population. Uh, we never had a Fed grow the balance sheet to $9 trillion and then have to sell it down. We've We've never had a you know a war in Europe for you know 75 years with a risk of escalations. We've you know never depended on China for you know a lot of the raw materials and supply chain issues and things like drugs. We you know we see we've never had a bond market manipulated as much by the Federal Reserve down to zero, and now we're in a rising trend. Um, you know we're we're facing food crisis, chip shortages, um, it, you know a lot of um, labor shortages out there. So. Uh, there's there's a lot of things to your um, Bob, that are unique and unprecedented. And, you know, we have to kind of apply some current thinking to it and be nimble and, you know, be forward-thinking and, and keep those principles of investing uh, so that we can, you know, have longer-term success. So a lot lot of challenges for investors out there right now.
1: You want to invest wisely. Walt Secure is our expert for the AKW Group here in Akron. And a number to call with any questions or comments, 330 673 Time to look at the trends and insights part of the show. Walt looks around and sees some of the things that are happening in the world and finds some pretty interesting tidbits to share with us. One of them is, according to Defense News, an Army general has spoken about the increased use of drones in warfare and how they're actually studying wolf packs to improve the efficiency of drones in battle.
2: Yeah, Very interesting for us. Uh, We have a small cap stock, uh, Kratos, uh, they're really a leader in drones, and I found this article fascinating. That you know, they look at uh, the way a wolf pack operates and uh, kind of way it uh, attacks, and uh, when you know, somebody, a member of the wolf pack gets injured, you know, the way they fall back into formation. So, uh, you know, very effective in their, their attacking skills and hunting skills, and so they're they're really studying that as far as how they will deploy drones in the future. So, just just very interesting. Uh, uh, you know, and again, I, I think that technology, the drone technology, is definitely something that uh, will be used significantly in the future. So, uh, and as I said, Kratos, uh, symbol K T O S, is one that we have in our small mid cap portfolio that really kind of centers in on that technology.
1: And they have been using that in Ukraine. The U S. has sent the Ukrainian soldiers drones, which they have been using very successfully against the the Russians in this current war. So. Uh, even though wars are not necessarily good in any way, shape, or form, this is how you get progress in, in these areas, is when you're actually fighting a war and these new technologies come out. And ultimately, sometimes they filter down to peaceful uses. But that is, again, something that's happening right now in today's world. Uh, another one, this is, you'll love this one. Uh, a professor in Japan has created a new television, like we need one. It's called TTTV, which stands for Taste the TV. Not, this is not a joke. Uh, the TV involves a screen and ten flavor canisters, which it spray in combination onto a film roll, which revolves around the TV, which allows the viewers to lick the TV screen to engage the sense of taste. Now, I have to say, I've never been even tempted to lick a TV screen, except when I was very young and watching Fair Fawcett on Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Uh, this is, a, uh, so this is strange. Why, why, why would, first of all, why would anybody want to do this? And, and as an investor, do you think that anybody would ever go for this?
2: Uh, this is not one that we'll be looking at for investment opportunities, but it did make me chuckle, Bob, as it did you there. I, you know, I think innovation, sometimes you, you pay attention to it, but uh, some innovations, I'm not sure they have a lot of commercial application, but uh, uh, this, this is one that just made me smile, and <clears throat> hopefully it made some of the viewers laugh out there as well.
1: And in all seriousness, though, about the smell, another uh, 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 survey has shown that uh, in the whole, of really, nine different cultures of the world, vanilla is the world's favorite smell. And um, I think I would kind of go with that. Uh, everybody, everybody likes vanilla.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I thought it was pretty interesting from a cultural perspective. There's a company we followed for years, Bob, called International Flavor and Fragrances, uh, and symbols IFF. And they're experts in uh, putting flavors and fragrances together for all kinds of products out there. And um, you can actually become a smeller, a professional smeller at, at, at International Flavors and Fragrances where you spend all day smelling things and doing research on smells. But, um, yeah, vanilla is something that's obviously very popular. I know, um, you know the gals in our office like it. We have a candle burning every once in a while in there. So it's uh, a very interesting research.
1: Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group and taking your calls now for Stock Talk. We will talk about specific issues that you may be interested in. Perhaps it's a stock that you hold or have it had for a long time or want to buy or are watching out there. would like to get a professional's opinion on whether or not it could be a good purchase for you. Give us a call, 330-673-1234, across Greater Akron, 330-673-1234, to talk to Walt Secura of the AKW Group, or you can call us toll-free, listening there online at w one It's 800-669-4100. Well, earnings reports have begun again this week. Uh, they're going to start reporting the results for the first three months of the year 2022. So why is, uh, first, of all, first of all, who is reporting this week, and why are these reports so important at this particular point?
2: Yeah, Bob. Well, this week we got some really big reports coming in. You got companies like CarMax, uh, Albertsons, uh, which is obviously a big retail supermarket. Uh, you got a lot of banks, JP Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, PNC, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor Reports, United Healthcare Group, and uh, Delta Airlines also reports this week. It, it, this earnings season is going to be one of the most important in a long, long time. I think that Uh, You know, you really need strong earnings here. There's an expectation that, uh, you know, the economy is weak, that it's slowing down, that the challenges, these comparisons are getting tougher now for companies because we're past all those pandemic comparisons, and we have to see companies' progress. I mean, this is where those those price-to-earnings multiples, you know, what a company will trade for, uh, we're still at pretty high levels. You know, we're still trading at over 19 times earnings. Uh, From a historical basis, that's still pretty high. So this is really important on valuation. You know, one thing we talk about is financial power, but also attractive valuation. We have to have these companies put in good results in order to support the stock price and the improvement in their stock price. So it'll be a quarter that we're going to pay really, really close attention and do our homework and uh, look at every single company we follow in our research universe and our portfolios and make sure we're in the right ideas.
1: Looking at some of the particular companies that did the things last week, uh, of course, Tesla opened up their new plant in Austin, Texas, giving them once again another extraordinary uh, feat in a really amazing uh, story of a company that came from just a you know, few years ago to, from nothing to be a major player in the automotive industry. There hasn't been a successful, if you will, independent auto company in the country since the 1920s, and uh, this is amazing that it done so well and become such a force.
2: Yeah, they're executing at such a high level, Bob. And that's that's what you really like to see from uh, companies is, you know, execution. I mean, strategy and ideas and promise are all great. But at the end of the day, companies, you know, they get rewarded in the in the market and uh, in their stock price, you know, going up are companies that execute at high levels. And Tesla's definitely doing that. You know, they uh, this uh, new plant, uh, you know, is starting to deliver the Model Ys. Uh, they also have um it 's the first to feature their new structural battery pack the forty six uh forty six eighty uh battery cells um, and again it just it just shows you know they're creating jobs they're creating opportunities they're uh you know creating some pretty impressive cars that you know people obviously have a high demand for and uh, uh just doing a lot of things that we like to see and it's it 's why we own it in our core equity portfolio
1: Elon Musk, of course, is their CEO. He also announced last week that Tesla is going to be producing uh, robotic taxi cabs for for urban uh, areas that would have no driver. But he also did something outside of the automotive world, which is kind of curious. He bought a big position in the company Twitter. Now, why would he do that?
2: Well, I think he's become frustrated with free speech, and he was very—he's uh, been frustrated in the fact that he's been uh, censored a little bit on the platform, and. But it just shows what the free market system can do. This is probably the best way to change uh, social media is to have people step up like Elon Musk, who can take large positions. His 9% stake now is uh, a uh, John Jack Dorsey's stake, who founded the company at 2%. And you know he's going to become very involved in the company, and he wants to see changes, and he wants to see the platform used to uh, really, you know, uh, really do what uh, you know uh, Donald Trump was trying to do with his new uh, truth platform is really just you know get away from the censorship and this um, uh, letting people really say what they want to say and getting back to have these platforms be social media platforms uh, that uh, people just share ideas and thoughts and. Uh, we don't have all this censorship going on, and um, you know fact checking, which we're not even sure is fact checking. Sometimes it might just be somebody's uh, desire to you know to not let something get out there on the uh, you know in, in the public view. But uh, yeah, very interesting, very very powerful guy, and very influential leader uh, in, in in society in the United States right now, doing a lot of very interesting things.
1: Another name that of course is well known in the world of investing is kind of keeps soldiering on Warren Buffett and his Berkshire Hathaway company added HP to its long list of, uh, of historic investments. Is that a, a significant?
2: Yeah, it is. I mean, anything Warren Buffett does, he's probably vetted through very carefully, and uh, he took an 11.4% stake in HP, and HP's kind of one of those boring old tech stocks, but... Um, Yeah, it's done. Fun doing very, very well, and uh, has been buying back a lot of their own shares. Uh, The past eight quarters, they bought twenty-six percent of their shares off the market, and uh, they pay a nice dividend. And uh, they're operating at a pretty high level. Of course, they do a lot with the printers, and uh, you know those print cartridges that we always seem to need to buy tons of to to, to print paper. Even though we live in this digital age, there's still a lot of paper going around. Um, So, you know, very, very interesting uh, investment and. It shows sometimes, you know, some of the old boring companies uh, are, are worth looking at, too. Everybody gets excited about the newest ideas, but sometimes going back to the knitting and looking at some of the old ideas is a great way to find value.
1: Also heard that Warren Buffett is going to buy uh, the Pilot Flying J company from, uh, from the Haslam family.
2: Very interesting move there. Um, yeah, I mean Buffett—they're very active and they're out there looking for investments, and they have the capital to make some pretty interesting ones.
1: Another company that's been an acquisition was Advanced Micro Devices. I'd assume this would be in the in the world of uh, digital electronics.
2: Yeah, they um, again—they're out there making an acquisition. They're buying a distributed computing startup company, uh, Pensana, uh, for 1.9 billion. Uh, This will bolster their data center business. So a very, very interesting acquisition. And, of course, AMD is one that we own in our Empowering Women portfolio. Uh, So, you know, these companies that are strong, uh, Bob, have the capital and uh, the stock price is still holding up that they can go out and make these acquisitions. And as I say, in tough times, a lot of times, strong companies get stronger, you know, even though stock prices drop. Uh, They're dropping across the board, and other companies out there that are struggling that have great uh, promise, uh, some of these uh, better companies can step up and make acquisitions, and that's what we're seeing here with AMD.
1: Stock talk now with our expert, Walt Sakira of the AKW Group, taking your calls and questions about individual issues at 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR.
2: Morning. Yeah, I was wondering, Walt, does Baird have a widows and orphans fund like the old days, they had a uh, for widows and orphans, real secure uh, dividend-paying uh, fund. Did they have anything like that? Yeah, we. I mean, we have uh, a dividend, you know, kind of list, a dividend growers list uh, that we keep track of, and you can buy that in a portfolio. Um, yeah, Bear does a nice job, uh, you know, having those kinds of opportunities out there for for uh, for people that are interested. Uh huh. What about Lamb Weston? at uh, the uh, Frozen Potato Company. Have you ever watched that one? I have. Yeah, it's on our list. We pay attention to it. I mean, trading at a little bit of a premium here, but, uh, you know, you look at the last quarter, you know, powerful, 7% revenue, 62% earnings, and uh, with food prices going up, uh, they're probably definitely going to profit. Uh uh-huh. Okay. Have a good week. Thank you. All right. You too.
1: Three three zero six seven three one two three four. Stock talk with our expert Walt Secura of the AKW Group. Uh, the companies in the first uh, wave of reporting of uh, first quarter results, Carnival Cruise, said they have record bookings as COVID fades.
2: Yeah, we're starting to see you know some of these companies come back, Bob, and they need to. You know, I mean, the cruise lines have been devastated, uh, you know, through the pandemic, and but people still have an appetite, and they, you know, they they've kind of tried to get through that difficult time knowing that, you know, when times went back, that the appetite for cruising would come back. And, and we're definitely seeing it with the bookings. People want to get back on those ships, and that's a, that's a good sign for not only Carnival, but Royal Caribbean, Norwegian, you know, all the, all the cruise lines out there that have struggled the last couple of years.
1: Now, Merck, the big pharmaceutical company, has projected they're going to get peak revenues uh, by the mid-2030s because of its uh, line of cardiovascular drugs
2: and again, Bob, we you know we like pharmaceutical companies. We always have. We think you know because of the patent protections and uh, you know the R and D that these companies put in, and the fact that they're you know helping people with serious medical conditions. that Merck has always been a leader in that cardiovascular, and uh, they're projecting forward a little bit, looking at demographics and saying that you know their cardiovascular drug should hit a peak around 2030. Um, And, you know, and then the the, the population starts to change a little bit. I think uh, they're just kind of looking forward to very interesting research coming out of Merck.
1: Another company, AbbVie, another pharmaceutical company, announced that they had some good results from a test of a drug called, I'm probably pronouncing this right, Vuity.
2: Yeah, Vuity, it's their eye drop medication, and it's showing that uh, it has some treatment for blurry near vision, uh, that this treatment by putting the drops in, um, is helping people that are struggling seeing things uh, close that uh, it clears up, you know, some of that uh, for, for a period of time. And they're, they're saying two drops at different times of the day gets people through most of the day with, with better vision. So pretty interesting, uh, you know, product or uh, drug that Avdi uh, has uh, on the market.
1: Once again, we're talking to Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. They're part of the Robert W. Baird Worldwide Organization with private wealth management services, uh, additional services to their clients, including estate plan reviews, uh, tax reviews, uh, stock options analyses, uh, transaction tax analyses, social security analyses. They work with all these areas uh, along with just uh, putting up their clients in in a portfolio that will make them the kind of returns that they want. They also work in these other areas, too. So they have so many services they can provide uh, to their clients that uh, uh, really when you're a member of the AKW group, you have access to all this knowledge and all this uh, ability to get so many things done. And that's uh, kind of important to remember when you are looking for somebody not only to handle your investments but to help you in the world of investments and, and the things that you have and, and the, uh, what you have to do to protect those investments. Uh, it is uh, tax time. Um, April 18th is this year's filing deadline for 2021 taxes uh, because, of I guess, the 15th falls on Good Friday. So returns are due. Uh, whether or not uh, you're finished with your taxes, or you must file an extension. Um, and we kind of know that by this point. But are there any other tax deadlines that uh, are different this year?
2: For April 18th, Bob, we're we're reminding everybody, you know, it's the last day to contribute uh, to your IRAs for the 2021 tax year. Uh, Contribution limits is $6,000 if you're under the age of 50. And, of course, if you're over 50, you have that $1,000, you know, catch-up provision, do $7,000. So make sure you get those contributions in and uh, lower your taxes, uh, you know, for, for last year as you file. It's, you know, talk to your accountants, your CPAs. Again, we don't give advice, but... It's important to keep a advan- you know, uh, mind of that, that deadline. And also, it's the last day, April 18th, to contribute to your HSA plans for 2021. Uh, the 2021 contribution limits range, uh, 3600 for single coverage, uh, contributors under age 55, uh, $4,600 $4, for single coverage, contributors age 55 and above, and for family co- coverage, $7,200 uh, under 55 and $8,200 for family coverage uh, for contributors 55 and over. So those HSA plans are a really good way uh, to, put, to put money away to, you know, cover medical expenses uh, and future medical expenses. And, uh, you know, they're, they're nice plans. Uh, they fit well within uh, someone's overall, you know, thought process and, again, a, a way to, you know, kind of get some money in there that uh, gets away from the tax man. So uh, important important things to keep track of when you're thinking about your taxes.
1: Now, there's, of course, a lot of talk about new taxes that could be changed. And, you know, under the new administration, they're talking about now a wealth tax, a minimum wealth tax that they're discussing. Now, none of this is reality yet, so people have to realize they're filing their taxes under the existing laws, but this new wealth tax, that they're discussing—it's a lot more complex than just saying if somebody has a is a billionaire, you're going to pay another five percent income tax. It's a apparently could uh, literally backfire and uh, hurt some uh, ordinary investors too.
2: Uh, it, it can, Bob. I mean, these these tax changes have far-reaching effects. Um, I, I think a lot of times our politicians do a great injustice by. Uh, you know, just kind of attacking a, uh, you know, a, a certain segment, you know, like billionaires, it's easy to attack billionaires, but there are far-reaching effects. And, um, you know, you got to remember what those billionaires do. A lot of them, you know, own companies, they create jobs, they create opportunities for others. So, uh, whenever you're taxing, you know, again, you're taking money out of the hands of the private sector, out of individuals, and you're putting it in the hands of the government and trusting the government. And, I've I've always been a big fan of, you know, trusting people that are out there working hard and and you know in, in the private sector and individuals and I mean government has a place I mean they're they're kind of a silent partner for all of us but uh, and it was one thing that Jamie Dimon said in his uh, in his letter about and I'll just go back to that which I thought was really fascinating is he he did call for some common sense he did say you know. Uh, you know, government does need to be realistic uh, with their role. They're essential, but they need to be realistic. And I think that's where some of these stack changes just, you know, they're far-reaching, and sometimes they're, they're not in the best interest, I think, of, of the economy and of businesses and as individuals. And we have to remember the governments are elected officials there to help us, not to uh, control us or not to, uh, you know, overreach. And uh, so it's very, very interesting.
1: And we, we, the people, too, have to be aware that we have to be realistic also and not sit there and want all these things that come from the government and then not want to pay for them. <laughs> you know, if you but, want something, you're going to pay for it. So you better be, true. sit exactly. back and understand, you know, that's the that's the case.
2: You hit the nail on the head there. I mean, we, we created the society. I think the pandemic kind of uh, heightened that, Bob, where a lot of people, you know, had their hands out and were reliant and needed help, and in, in some cases it was needed and it was the right thing to do, but... Uh, you know, this country was built on the principles of hard work, and uh, I think we need, all need to go back and, and you know revisit that.
1: So what about next week, Walt?
2: Well, next week, uh, a lot of earnings reports, Bob, which we talked about. We're paying close attention. We're working hard.
1: Walt Sakira, the AKW Group in Akron. Call them at 234-466-7476. In Pennsylvania, 412-480-5090. Tell them you heard them on WNIR, Kent Akron.
3: During today's broadcast, the following individual securities were mentioned and discussed. AbbVie, Inc., symbol A-B-B-V. Albertson Companies, Inc., symbol A-C-I. Advanced Micro Devices, Inc., symbol A-M-D. Berkshire Hathaway, symbol B-R-K. Carnival Corporation symbol C-C-L. Citigroup, Inc., symbol C. Delta Airlines, Inc., symbol D-A-L. Goldman Sachs Group, Inc., symbol G-S. Hewlett Packard Enterprise Company, symbol H-P-E. International Flavors and Fragrances, Inc., symbol IFF. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, symbol JPM. CarMax, Inc., symbol KMX. Kratos Defense & Security Solutions, symbol KTOS. Lamb Wesson Holdings, Inc., symbol LW. Merck & Company, Inc., symbol MRK. Morgan Stanley, symbol MS. Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings Limited, symbol NCLH. PNC Financial Group, Inc., symbol PNC. Royal Caribbean Cruises symbol RCL, Taiwan Semiconductor symbol TSM, Tesla Inc symbol TSLA, Twitter Inc symbol TWTR, United Healthcare symbol UNH and Wells Fargo & Companies, symbol WFC. Please note that Robert W. Baird & Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from J.P. Morgan Chase & Company in the past 12 months. Robert W. Barrett & Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by J.P. Morgan Chase & Company for non-investment
0: banking security related services in the past 12 months.